Facts and figures you can count on. We're joined now by Jana van Dierfinter, Head of Real-Time Research at ETM Analytics. Good morning, Jana. Good morning, Sakina, and a very good morning to all the listeners. Jana, both December CPI and November retail sales data surprised us somewhat uh, to the top side yesterday. Talk us through those key consumer releases. Yes, Sakina, top side surprises for both those releases indeed. Uh, for one of them, it's good news. For the other one, not so good news. So let's start with the not so good news, which was the the CPI data that was higher than expected. Um, It came in at a 10-month high of 6.8% year-on-year, and that is well above the SARS 3 to 6% um, inflation target band. And it's quite concerning that that we're seeing such hefty price um, pressures still featuring into the end of last year. Although it's not entirely unexpected, you know, when we consider the factors that are driving food, are driving inflation at the moment, uh, what we saw is that food inflation is still incredibly sticky. Um, it's at 12% year on year, and that's very high. And there's no doubt that um, your you know, households are really feeling the squeeze of that high inflation for food, especially when you look at your middle to lower income households, given that this is a necessity um, rather than being a discretionary good. Um, Pulling back the lens for 2016, inflation averaged 6.3%, um, and that's up from 4.6% in the previous year. So again, it just goes to show that 2016 was indeed a pretty tough year for South African consumers. And again, I want to point out that food has played quite a significant role here. We saw food inflation averaging 10.8% last year, and that was more than double the 5.1% food inflation for 2015. Now, I think the the top side surprise was, uh, you know, it was the result of of higher inflation for recreation and culture as well, restaurants and hotels, and then also household content and utilities, uh, which measures um, rental prices. And December is a measurement month for rental prices, so the increases there were were more pronounced than what would have been anticipated. And this could be an indication that, that, you know, South African households are being forced to rent properties rather than being able to purchase new homes. And this gives, um, you know, the lessors more power in terms of hiking those rental prices. Going forward... Um, we think that CPI will likely remain quite sticky into the start of 2017. Um, it will take. It seems as though it's going to take some more time for those um, drought-induced food price pressures to start to dissipate. And also, we have yet to see um, the strong recovery in the rand that materialised through the course of 2016 start to filter through to those prices. So while it's, it's not such good news in the short term, we are still convinced that um, the story could look a bit brighter into the second quarter of this year. So, yeah, households um, mustn't lose hope in terms of the outlook on inflation. Then quickly moving on to those retail sales numbers, as I mentioned that was quite a surprise um, to the top side. We saw growth coming in at 3.8% year-on-year, which was an eight-month high, and that follows a contraction in sales in the previous month. And what we think is that we possibly saw um, sales finding quite a significant boost from the, the, the Black Friday 
sales that we saw in November. Now, while South Africa started jumping on the Black Friday bandwagon in 2015, we saw this typically American trend really gain some traction in South Africa last year. And it might have been the case that we saw, you know, a once-off boost um, to sales volumes as, as retailers sold a lot of their goods at massively discounted prices on that Black Friday in November. But we are very skeptical about the sustainability of the strong growth in the retail sector. And the reason for this is that we still have household credit growth, which is very depressed. As I just mentioned, inflation still very sticky, especially for essential goods. We've got an unemployment rate, which is at a multi-year high, and the overall economy is just quite weak at this stage. So we simply do not see scope for these strong sales growth to be sustained into the end of 2016 and then, of course, into the start of this year. And then just looking at what's happening uh, today and uh, the European Central Bank's decision on interest rates and monetary policy, uh, that seems to be the main global event for today, Jana. Any significant changes expected there? Uh, Zakina, for today, um, looking at the ECB, we're really not expecting any fireworks there. Um, The outcome of the the meeting is likely to be be a bit of a damp squib. The markets are quite comfortable pricing in an unchanged rate decision, and they also don't expect any changes to the central bank's um, current monetary policy stimulus measures. And what we what, what we will be looking for is you know comments from uh, ECB President Mario Draghi um, in terms of you know perhaps some hints at what future policy risks look like. But for the time being, we think that the economic assessment in the euro area has improved somewhat, but the outlook is still quite mixed. And we think that this warrants that the bank will keep policy quite accommodative for the time being. So again, not too much fireworks expected there. And what we might ultimately see is that the markets, um, you know, shrug off this central bank event risk and instead opt to focus on that very um, hotly anticipated event tomorrow, which is the inauguration of Donald Trump as the 45th president of the United States. So not too much expected today, but we might see some fireworks happening into the weekend tomorrow.